0: Next on MLR Weekly, USA Rugby and New York Iron Workers star Chance Wengluski. A righteous recap of last week, a perfect preview of what's ahead from Brian Ray of America's Rugby News, and Major League Rugby headlines from Rugby Morning's John Fitzpatrick. Rugby Wrap Ups MLR Weekly brought to you by Sheehy Auto Stores. It's easy at Sheehy. The Pig and Whistle, New York City. The world's best rugby pub. And lean and limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. MLR Weekly as presented by Rugby Wrap-Up. I'm Matt McCarthy in New York City and we've got a great show for you today including Mr. Chance Wengluski now of Rugby New York's Iron Workers and USA Rugby's Eagles plus Brian Ray of America's Rugby News is back with one of his perfect previews of what's ahead we'll have a rapid recap that you'll want to watch so you can brag to your friends that you know about rugby and we have our recurring segment Rugby Mornings Coffee Break with John Fitzpatrick.
1: John, welcome back. What news, John? Hello, Matt, and in this week's edition of Where in the World is Billy Meeks. And It just doesn't have the same melody as Carmen Sandiego. But my sources tell me that Billy Meeks is in Chicago, checked into SeatGeek Stadium, and could play for the Hounds in round four.
0: All right, so I guess the big question is, where is Waldo Meeks?
1: Next! <laughs> player Milestone, San Diego Legion winger Mikey Tail became the 30th player in MLR history to reach 50 appearances. Matt, do you know who the 31st player will be? I don't, but I can
0: tell you who I know it won't be. Matt Truville, the current sideline-slash-color
1: commentator for Major League Rugby
0: and former Houston Sabercat.
1: Next! Let's move on. The New England Free Jacks announced the return of back rower Jesse Peretti. You may remember that Preddy went back to New Zealand to play in the MPC in the MLR off-season, was not expected to return to the Free Jacks, but yet he's back. A great addition for the Free Jacks who came off a bye week.
0: Another big addition in that pack for a very
1: formidable
0: Flap Jackals side.
1: Next! Hey Matt, I won this week in the Fantasy Rutgers Fantasy MLR competition, but how did you do? Well, John, hats
0: off to you again we are just humbled to be uh, amongst you greats and uh, the fact that we're still leading the league and at the top of the table is is really humbling it's really very very humbling so in your effing face next
1: <laughs> that's all I got
0: <laughs> all right thank you Mr. John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Mornings Coffee Break before we bring in our special guest Mr. Chance Wengluski let's look back before we look ahead What a weekend it was in Major League Rugby. In Atlanta, the Rattlers uncoiled against the Nola Gold, who looked very good in the first half. And for those of you worried that New Orleans players were cheering for an Atlanta try, be rest assured, it was Rattlers players in yellow bits you are welcome while the visitors did play well once again they were victimized by the big play atlanta stormed back to win as new orleans faded in the second half who was the first person to ever put points on the board at a chicago hounds home game you guessed it mr luke Cardi. And he likely should have added more in penalty goals as Chicago came up empty going for the corner and ended up blowing a 10-point lead to a solid and surprisingly good on-the-road Utah Warriors team. This hard-fought battle before a raucous seat gig crowd only left the crowd disappointed with the end result. On the border of the Bronx in New York City, the New York Ironworkers and Eastern Conference foe Old Glory DC went toe to toe in a first half that saw the visitors control possession for 71% of the time. But New York's depth and three tries from Jack Hyten prevailed in the second half as the home team went on to cruise to a big victory. In Houston, at the Cat's Meow, trademark, The battle of the two unbeatens between the Sabercats and the visiting San Diego Legion did not disappoint. Indeed, Houston forgot they weren't playing touch as San Diego's Christian Poitivan took advantage of no tackling and scored the first try. And that was the first of four tries by the visitors, including one created by a nifty offload from Isaac Ross and finished by try-scoring machine Nate Augsburger. But it was the Sabercats clawing back with tries of their own, including the game winner in the 78th minute, basically in the same spot as the first try of the match. Whew. Can't wait to see the rematch in San Diego later in the season. The Seattle Seawolves went down to Dallas for their first road match of the year. The teams held each other scoreless for the first nine minutes until Seattle's Fast and Furious Farmers, Dan Creel and J.P. Smith, hooked up on a highlight reel try. The automatic seven and a sensational Seattle seawall defense propelled the visitors to a lopsided victory and a perfect 3-0 start on the season. Wow! Okay, let's collect ourselves and come back after this with Mr. Chance Wingluski of Rugby New York.
1: Selling or trading in your vehicle? She makes it easy. With Easy trades start online or visit us in store. We want your vehicle, and we'll give you up to 125% of KBB value. It's easy She-he. She-he.
0: If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times... Go to the world's best rugby pub the pig and whistle on west 36th street and we are back and we are back with the man they call chango chance when of rugby new york's iron workers and team usa chance great to see you
2: good to see you Matt. how you doing
0: i'm wonderful now that you're with us you are the terra of tulsa as uh Known in many corridors of the United States. But here in New York, you are an iron worker and you had your work cut out for you this weekend against a formidable opponent in Mr. Herrera of Old Glory DC. Can you tell us what that was all about?
2: Uh, no, yeah. I, I think kind of leading into the match, we knew that uh, he was coming in. We were sure when. And then sure enough, he popped up on the roster. And, you know, seeing that, you know, his resume is quite impressive. Uh, but I believe he has like 40 plus caps with Argentina, has has uh, been seen at 2015 World Cup and has played some top tier rugby. So, you know, I knew my hands were full with him and I knew that it was going to be a great opportunity to put, uh, you know, you know, strength and skill to the to the test. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, it was a great matchup and he didn't disappoint. Like he was, he was a good scrummager and I was very pleased to against him. I think it was, it was a great opportunity for me to continue to improve my game and, you know, hopefully... He probably felt the same way. Maybe maybe he was a little bit surprised, you know, at the end result. So, at the end of the day, it was a great experience. Um, I, I want to say, I want to say, it's probably close to 50, 60 pounds heavier than me. So, you know, it's a little bit of a little bit of David and Goliath there. But you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, work is, work together as a team, and it's not just one man in the scrum and say guys against eight. So, uh, it, was, it was a beautiful contest. He's he's definitely a specimen. To say the least, he's he's about six five stature, and I was looking, I was expecting him to be a little bit more chubby, and the, and the man is fit, the man the man's thick, and he's he's big. So, you know, I, I know the fans are going to be real happy to see him, you know, when they play at home, uh, in DC. But yeah, he put on a good show, and it was it was good. I interviewed one of your fellow wrestlers
0: and fellow front row guys, Jack Iscaro, last week on this show, and I asked him a question about the international players and the experience of playing against them what's your take on that so you know cuz there are the people out there that have the opinion that the mlr major league rugby uh should just be you know developing american players and you know you can argue so you can make that argument but i make the argument that you guys are going to get better playing with international talent
2: no yeah I, I couldn't agree more you know honestly it's like you know americans playing as americans playing in the us but you know you bring in some You know, guys like uh, Herrera, you know, from Argentina, who's, like I said, multiple cap player for his country. And and you bring in a lot of the other guys with massive resumes as well. You know, playing against these people, it challenges, you know, us American fellows. And it, it makes you excited for the opportunity at the end of the day. So... You know, for me, it's going against someone like, with his caliber, of, you know, and as like I've already said, you know, it, it gives us, you know, confidence moving forward that, you know, we are capable and, and we will continue to grow as, as, you know, American athletes and American rugby players. So, you know, for me, like, and Jackie, you know, it's, 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 it's an honor to play side by side and obviously against them as well, because at the end of the day, it's going to continue to improve, you know, um, American rugby here in the States. So I think it's, it's what needs, it's what needed in the league right now and, I think personally that it's only going to continue to grow.
0: All right. So what's your favorite thing about playing with New York? Because you're a guy, you grew up in, in Oklahoma. So this is, you're, you're living in Jersey City. You're playing in Mount Vernon in the Bronx. You're, you know, you're right here, smack dab, getting the urban experience of, New York, of being a New Yorker.
2: Uh, it's fantastic. You know, like I am like I said, being from Oklahoma, being from the, the quote-unquote flatlands, I like they call them, um, it's 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 definitely a step up as far as you know culture for me. Um, I know Oklahoma's been growing and that's fantastic to see. But you know, for me, I've always kind of wanted to just kind of, you know, put my uh, pinky in all the teeth, so to speak, and just kind of like be everywhere and, and nowhere at the same time. So being here, it's been it's been awesome. You know, I couldn't be more happy to with the with the group of guys that surround myself with here, and 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 they push me in a whole lot of different areas in the, in the gym with my skills and on the rugby pitch as well. So. Um, being surrounded by such a great group of guys here in in, in New Jersey and, and representing New York of all places is, is obviously a dream come true for me, um, and and it's only going to continue to force me to become you know a more well-rounded player at the end of the day. So, yeah, it's it's been fantastic. I, there's no complaints on my end here. Um, yeah, it's it's truly been a dream come true. All
0: right, you're you're a bit of a renaissance man because you're artistic, right? And you guys get some stuff going. You and Pongo specifically, Chango and Pongo. Uh, or like a new sitcom. you know, If somebody doesn't sign you guys soon to a deal, I don't know what's what's wrong with this country. But you know, talk about the artistic side of you. I, you know, you you're drawing up T-shirts. You know, you have a mural down in Atlanta, right?
2: Yeah, I did have a I did have a mural out in Atlanta. Uh, sadly, you know, with the rebranding, they they decided to make the decision to paint over it. You know, it is what it is at the end of the day. Similar to like graffiti and stuff. Why? Stuff why would they the paint time.
3: over that?
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm sadly no longer a part of Rugby ATL, so you know, I guess you have to kind of, I guess, bury some of that stuff. But hey, you know, like at the end of the day, it is what it is. You know, we're we're very much jesters of the sport, so sometimes so wait a that requires. So if
0: Rembrandt stops rooting for the Mets and starts rooting for the Yankees. His artwork <laughs> doesn't count anymore.
2: I mean, hey, uh, I plead the fifth on it. You know, not no, much you I can are say much, on the you're a much
0: better man than I am. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, as an as an artist, I will say, you know, I was quite sad, but at the same time, you know, if if you want to, you know, do a rebranding like they did, you know, sometimes you gotta go out with the old and new with the new. So it just is what it is. You know, I know a lot of the guys still on the Atlanta team. Great friends with them, and you know, it's nothing personal. At the end of the day, it's just business. So. You know that's just how it is. That's how it nice has to be.
0: Not, not, no, it's not. It's not just business. And I'm taking. I'm gonna. I'm gonna chase after this story. But you've also got. Uh, is your roommate Troy Lockyer?
2: Yes, sir. Troy Lockyer, the man, the wizard.
0: So he's he's a magician, right?
2: He is. He is any, a of your,
0: any of your stuff disappearing? Because I mean, you know, kleptomaniacs call themselves magicians sometimes. They make things disappear.
2: No, not only like an egg or two here.
0: <laughs> oh, it's a, he's, a, he's an egg thief.
2: Yeah, he asked for permission.
0: <laughs> right, just just so you know, I think Troy is right next to Chance right now, listening to this every word. So, oh yeah, come to mind his well, own
2: business. I just gotta make sure like nothing else vanishes. I guess.
0: <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so Chance, let's get let's get back to the team. Uh, yeah, what? what what is success for you guys this out. season? I know it's early. You're 2-1. and one. You're coming off a big win at home against D.C., a much improved D.C. side. It was, you know, it was stop and start in that first half. You guys weren't really firing on all cylinders, and then it looked like things started to gel a little bit in the second half. What what was said in the, in the locker room?
2: It, it's, it's, it's interesting. You know, there's, there's a lot of, like, mini-units. There's a lot of mini-unit talk there, just uh, figuring out set piece figure out what's working figure out what's not working and at the end of the day like we just figured it out coming into that second half we knew that we kind of were like right there on that edge as far as kind of breaking them down and and being able to actually put some uh, quality footy together um yeah, the boys just came together in the end, and we had a great and outstanding bench to finish the job. Having think Uncle Heine back on the roster, throwing in some massive hits, uh, to beat a long as well, putting in some big hits as well. Like it's those, it's those names that, you know, coming off the bench who just bring that extra bit of energy for when um, the uh, my, myself and other starters, you know, empty the tank, like those guys can step in and finish the job. So, um, you know, we, we've been working on depth, we've been working on stamina, um, really just working on, you know, what works for us. And, you know, we're just, it's only week three, you know, we just finished week three, um, you know, still working out the kinks here and there, you know, that's to be expected with any team. And it's just about how well you can gel and, and smooth those cracks out and then be running on all cylinders. Um, but yeah, like I said, going into week four, you know, we're very excited for the opportunity uh, heading into NOLA. It's going to be a great another match going down there. Um to play those guys. Got a lot of friends on that team, so it's 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 gonna be fun and exciting game. I'm real pumped for the opportunity. All
0: right, Chance. Uh, we're we're basically out of time, but I, I, I just gotta I gotta I gotta find this out for my, my own sanity. You've been here in New York for a while.
2: Mm.
0: It's gonna be a little lightning round. Mets or Yankees?
2: Uh, Yankees.
0: Knicks or Nets? Uh, Nets. Rangers or Islanders or Devils?
2: Oh, uh, Rangers.
0: You hurt me. You hurt me with the Yankees. I'm sorry. You hurt
2: me. Sorry. I got I got a picture. That. I think one of my first baseball games was seeing the was seeing the Yankees. I couldn't see cuz my vision's pretty bad. My dad gave me his glasses. I was able to slap on his glasses I was like, so this is what everyone else can see and um, yeah, that was, that's was like so I got to see clearly for the first time at a Yankees game. So I think it's kind of kind of fall in love with that at that point, you know. And one could but,
0: argue that you weren't really seeing clearly
2: because what that's very that's very true. That's very
0: one fair. could argue philosophically you weren't yeah. seeing clearly, specifically when you're talking to a Mets fan, a tortured, tortured Mets fan. But you know what? If I if it's if it's okay with anybody for me, it's okay. You're okay. All right. I you're an I organic kind of guy. That. You're not one of these fake whatever barn guys wearing a Yankee hat. So,
2: no, no I appreciate that, Matt. Truly, thank you.
0: All right, Chance, thank you for making our program that much
2: better. Pleasure's all mine, good sir. Much love as always.
0: Right back at you. Mr. Chance Wenglowski, ladies and gentlemen, the budding star of Rugby New York. We'll be right back. Are back, and we are back with the great Brian Ray of America's Rugby News. Brian, I love the hat, the shirt, and the background. You're you're in uh, the Windy City.
3: Oh, yeah, about uh, 4,500, you know, almost Canadians. Canadian-like uh, conditions out there. Okay. They're brisk, but, uh, yeah, they made a great atmosphere for the, uh, you know, the first game ever in Chicago. Brilliant. And have to uh, represent Houston after that terrific performance from them. So there you
0: go. All right, first one up, Brian. New England Free Jacks. Hosting Old Glory DC, Old Glory up against it right now.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the home opener for New England, so you know that they're going to be fired up for this. And they've had a week off to kind of plan and, you know, get everything that they uh, maybe didn't quite get right uh, before. And to be fair, they look pretty good. <laughs> the last time they were on the field. So, uh, well, I mean, they lost to San Diego, but, uh, you know, they're a very good team and you expect them to bounce back to this one. Uh, D.C. just got kind of overrun by New York, so they're going to be a little bit beaten up. I think this is a little short turnaround too, one day less. So a very rested New England at home, home opener against D.C. I think you, you can figure out where I'm leaning in this one. I got to go with uh, New England. Hey, I mean, there might even be a, a surprise name in that Free Jacks lineup. Uh, we'll see what, what's happening. I know they've got the a couple unexpected returnees on the way. So I'm uh, looking forward to this game.
0: Yeah, I, I am too. And it's uh Old glory is an improved team. They kind of, they had, they had New York gave, gave New York fits in that first half. Second half was a different story, but I think they have pieces that are yet to gel down in DC. The next one up on Saturday night, 8 PM, San Diego versus the Dallas Jackals and the Dallas Jackals. I thought they were going to be better than they were in that last one. And here they are. 0 and three going into San Diego.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, the last one was—they uh, looked pretty good against Utah, and then that—you uh, know—that last game of the weekend against Seattle. I mean, they were just shorthanded uh, without Lucas Spore in the second row. That was a big blow. They had conrado Ruro, who's a flanker playing lock, and you, you could tell just going into it, they were just going to get beat up. They didn't have the, uh, the the players that they needed out there. You know, they might be without Elias as well after that red card. I would suspect that he's going to be uh, suspended for a couple weeks. It was identical to Marcos Moroni, so he is out. For for three weeks probably looking at that but they do have actually some depth one position they have depth at is actually is fly half uh, we saw that with torres they've got carl so they can call it from 15 so uh, they'll be okay there uh you know interested to see if even hoff plays in this but you know uh you're right they didn't look super great in that one san diego are going to be a bit reeling after that unfortunate i mean they looked like they were well on the way to, to winning against houston and then the wheels just kind of came off at the end so they're going to be upset with that back at home at snapdragon stadium Got to give this to San Diego. I don't think that first uh, win is going to come to Dallas quite yet.
0: And the Hounds, release the Hounds in Chicago at SeatGeek Stadium, hosting your Toronto Arrows. I have the pleasure of calling this one in the booth.
3: Yeah, hopefully a few uh, actual Canadians make the trip down to Chicago or even ones that are loitering in the city. You make it out, give the Arrows a bit of a support. Uh, you know, an interesting game because you got the expansion side who haven't quite, you know, Uh, figured everything out they did actually lose Hugh Roach uh, against Utah as well so that could be a a blow for them although uh, they do have Lindsay Stevens the Canadian international and Mason uh, Cook as well so they're okay at hooker Um, but against a completely out of sorts arrows side now the arrows did have a week off so uh, you know I'm hopeful that they've ironed out a lot of their issues and more importantly have got at least one fly half back that they could put in this i'm expecting to have a a, certainly a much stronger lineup from the arrows this time Uh, so this is an interesting game and i'm not really sure how to call this uh you know chicago's looked pretty good but they're going to be a little bit sore as well on that short short turnaround so
0: where's meeks uh, um
3: yeah is meeks going to be there he hasn't arrived yet I'm, i'm hearing that this might be the game where he actually does but to be honest, I'll believe it when I see it. So
0: and how banged up is Dominguez?
3: And Dominguez, I, I mean, looking at him going off that pitch, you got to think he's gonna miss this one. So uh, you know what? I'm actually leaning towards Toronto oh. in this one. I'm taking a bit of a punt here because they have not looked good at all. But uh arrested Toronto with a couple more key bodies back. And it's not the longest trip either from Toronto, so uh, you know what? I, I'm gonna pick the arrows in this one. I think okay. it's gonna be close. I think all it's right. gonna be close.
0: I, I think the I think the home team is going to win this one behind their crowd. And uh, I, I don't have the confidence that Toronto has got enough bodies back yet. You know, this is earlier than – we don't know the rosters yet, of course. But also, it, Toronto not practicing outdoors? You Oh, well, we to, don't know that over the city.
3: We certainly hope they've been outdoors over the past couple of weeks, at least a, a couple of times. I'll tell you what, if Toronto According comes to in – the Lucas
0: Rumble before their New York match, they didn't practice outside. They practiced in the bubble.
3: Well, hopefully this week. If they've been still in the bubble, then, then we've got some problems. And, I mean, I almost look at this as a must-win for the Arrows. They've got, you know, six road games to start the season. You've got to win, you figure, three of those to, to, to be in playoff contention. At, at bare minimum, two. And you got to be targeting a team that's 0-2 in an expansion side. So, uh, I, I think this is a, a big one for, for Toronto to get some of their confidence back.
0: All right. Another Saturday night match. This one later, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Seattle Seawolves hosting the Houston, your Houston Sabercats.
3: Yeah, this is the game of the weekend for me. The two unbeaten sides going head to head. Ah, oh, this is going to be great. You know, uh Houston really showed a bit of character in that. I mean, I know there was a couple of yellow cards against San Diego and that obviously made an impact, but, you know, you're still going to go out and win it. And, and you're still playing against some quality players in San Diego. I mean, they still had some outstanding. I mean, Isaac Ross was out there until the last couple minutes. You know, Ben Grant is out there stealing lineouts. I mean, Blair Cowan is out there. Uh, that was still a very good San Diego side that they had to beat. And they were down a couple scores, you know, and they took that gamble. Robbie Povey very easily could have opted for the posts and said, no, we're going to get the bonus point try here. We're going to win this outright. And they did. So you have to give them uh, some credit. Uh, you know, they really and I mean, even off the top of the start, they're down two tries right away. And it looked like, oh, oh this is a problem. <laughs> San Diego could run away with this. So I think that was a real good test of character for Houston and they showed it. Um, and I don't know what the deal is with Danny Barrett. Certainly hope that he's uh, coming back. He, why he was not in the game in the end. I don't know, but, uh, and it, it sounds like Dylan Smith, their scrum half is, is he was, you know, he wanted to play against San Diego and they said, well, let's just hold off for another week. So, you know, I I'm not sure if Carlos beaten up, but it sounds like Smith's coming back in who's their starter uh, anyway. So I think that's going to boost them. I, I'm really looking forward to this. Of course, Seattle at home are always going to be tough. I'm expecting this game to be sold out. Whatever the weather is, boy, this is going to be a tough one to pick. Uh, man, I, I don't know who to pick. This is a real coin toss. So tough one. I, I'm wearing the, the Houston hat today. So I'm going to go with Houston. Although I, I, I think this is an absolute 50-50 call.
0: I think Seattle, the home the home crowd, gets them just over the hump on this one. Then Nola Gold hosting The New York iron workers, Brian, will, will NOLA Toronto and Dallas be a collective O and 11 after this weekend?
3: Jeez, I hope not. (laughs) Hopefully one of them gets a win, but it's a possibility. You have to say, I mean, NOLA looked uh, in that ATL game for, you know, 30, 35 minutes. It's like, here we go. This is the NOLA that we thought we would be seeing this season. And then it just completely fell apart. It was the same thing, just making their, you know, making it tough on themselves, making bad mistakes, you know, missing tackles, and, and I, I don't know what their their answer is. Um, they've got to sort something out though. They've got to figure it out how they can get an 80-minute performance in because it's not happening right now. So it's really, really tough. Even though NOLA are at home, they did look much better in that first half against ATL. Uh, you know, again, second half was just so bad. So, how do you pick Nola against a team that just absolutely throttled DC, who some people actually picked to win that game? You know, we're thinking, hey, DC are going to be in this, and New York to say, hey, wait a minute, wait, we're are, you st- are you trying
0: to stoke the fire between <laughs> Ed Coyle and John Bradshaw Layfield? Is that it's what you're doing?
3: Stir up anything that's already been stirred. <laughs> um, yeah, we have to keep I, this
0: going as long as possible,
3: I guess. <laughs> play those chips while they're hot uh yeah i gotta go with uh gotta go with new york i mean they just look dominant in that game against dc and uh, even with those couple you know the yellow card to walden and then the late one to, to pongo uh it, you gotta go with new york against no because no just doesn't haven't shown us an 80 minute performance yet so i know that's kind of crazy that i've picked toronto to win when they haven't shown us anything either right. but uh so i don't know make it that what you will but i'm gonna pick new york on the road
0: all right, final question before I let you go. What What's the surprise team of the league so far for you?
3: The surprise team of the league? I don't know if you can call Houston a surprise or maybe, maybe a little bit. You know, I expected them to be good. Uh, I expected them to be in the playoff hunt. I, I'm not sure I quite expected them to be winning, you know, three off the trot against good teams and, and two dominant wins, you'd have to say. And then to come back against San Diego that caught me a little bit by surprise so maybe uh, you could say them um, I, I don't I don't think so I, I, and yeah I mean the surprise for me is Nola that, that they haven't delivered so far I expected a lot more out of them on the on the converse side of that so those uh, I guess those would be my two picks at the moment
0: yeah Nola's uh, expecting some return on that offseason investment and uh, you know bringing in some new faces. They need some results, and they need them in a hurry. On that note, we're out of time. I want to thank Mr. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News, Mr. John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning, and Mr. Chance Wengluski of Rugby New York. I'm Matt McCarthy. Thank you for tuning in. Please check out our other shows, including The Rugby Odds, the College Rugby Wrap-Up. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Join our weekly newsletter, and please sign up for
2: our American Red Cross blood donor team.